And therefore, I think the KGB has a certain amount of bureaucratic momentum going on where they're plugging along, still trying to recruit people, offering them five and $10,000, which really doesn't get you much. And I can testify to that because the real agent, the real spy, is one who's ideologically motivated, who believes in what he's doing. And, and he has to have a reason for believing in what he's doing. And I just don't think they're attracting that kind of people anymore. There are some who suggest, including the author of a recent book uh, about uh, the Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald and the Soviet agent who defected shortly after the no assassination, uh, that particular author, I'm blocking on his name. At the no, Senko. No, but I'm... I'm oh, Epstein. Epstein, exactly. Uh, I talked to him recently. He suggests that uh, Nosenko is quite possibly a, uh, a double agent, and he does report, whether accurately or not, I don't know, but I'm sure you can tell me that controversy over the Nosenko affair uh, has tended to rip the agency apart. Nosenko presently I... is sort of on CIA staff, I gather, at least as an instructor, but there are many who suspect that he is a KGB agent. Well, when Nosenko came over here, he had a story which he brought over. He was a defector from the Soviet Union, and the point he made was that the KGB had looked at Oswald and decided that he was a very unstable young man, and so they decided not to use him. And some of the people over here said, aha, that's too pat a story, that he was probably sent here to give that message to wash the Soviet skirts of the murder of our president. And this controversy did rage in the agency as to whether he was a fake or whether his story was basically true. After several years of investigation, intensive interrogation, including what to me was the most shocking uh, action of almost one of the most shocking things of the years of abuses, the imprisonment of Mr. Nosenko without any color of law or any judicial action, which I found the most frightening thing that I found in, in CIA's history of actually going out and imprisoning somebody in this country. The authorities in CIA at the time, the director, the director of security, and the director of operations came to the conclusion that his story was basically true. Now, some of the counterintelligence people did not agree, uh, and they still don't agree, but I'm willing to go with the serious careful decision that those responsible officers came to at that point. But why put the man to work within the agency rather than isolating? Uh, within the agency. He's, uh, he's living under another name and protected, but from time to time he consults with people and tells them about his experience within the KGB and the Soviet Union. It's an invaluable thing to have somebody who can give you the atmospherics and identify individuals and things of that nature. You go consult with him, but he doesn't romp up and down the halls uh, looking into whatever he wants. Don't, 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 uh, don't make any mistake along that line. Modern spy fiction often plays with the theme of the agent in place. I think that's the technical term, the man who's put into the uh, opposing society uh, to build a career and become a respectable citizen, perhaps even a person of some power and central significance never being given any assignment except to go on building his career and wait for the day when he's going to be used. And uh, then he's used uh, it very crucially. I read one excellent novel of that sort, and the man who wrote it was our guest, and I rather think he was a former CIA agent. Uh, does that kind of thing really happen? Except It's great romance, but by the time you go contact him, he's probably moved four times and you've lost his address and he's established a new business of running a drugstore someplace and as happy as a lark in his new life. Uh, no, it really doesn't work very well. So in this case, life, great romance, life does not imitate art. No, in that case. The Soviets put a lot of effort into so-called illegals 
we caught Colonel Abel over here, and they put a lot of time and effort into preparing him to come over here and pretend to be an American citizen, build a cover of being a uh, photograph, having a photographic studio in Brooklyn and all that sort of thing, apparently never doing anything very much, although he was still in contact. Well, he was eventually found out, and uh, he really hadn't accomplished anything for them that they couldn't have gotten out of subscribing to the New York Times and the Russian delegation to the, to the U.N. What happens to those discovered well, those two, uh, when they're shipped back? Well, that, he uh, he was traded for Gary Powers, I remember. of course, and, uh, and I'm glad we traded him, Frank, frankly, because we got Gary Powers out, uh, and I think that was well worth the trade. What happened to him in the Soviet Union, I don't know, but they have put one of their spies who was executed in in Japan uh, on one of their stamps to commemorate his heroism during World War II, even though Hitler didn't listen to what he said about the opening of the, the uh, Nazi invasion of Russia. And uh, they have certainly kept uh, Kim Philby in very good stand, and he goes to the Bolshoi and has a new wife and all that sort of thing, and is living in Moscow. No, uh, being an ex-spy is a very reputable profession in the Soviet Union. I must say there is one uh, habit that they have, though, that I hope we don't emulate over here, which is that of the various directors of the KGB and its predecessor organizations, I believe about half of them were executed. I hope we don't do that with CIA directors. All the way from Yagoda to Beria, is that right? To Beria, yes.